Hi, and welcome to Fed Talks. I'm your host, E.J. Felgel. How's everybody doing? So, I missed last week, but not for the reason that I usually miss an episode. Uh, uh, usually those reasons are technical difficulties or being too sad to record. And both of those things are always sort of true. But uh, I had this bright idea last week that I was going to record on Tuesday night. Because uh, Wednesday, it seems like there aren't as many podcasts that come out. There are two flaws with my with my idea. First is that that only really applies to people who have the exact same podcast subscription list that I do. I mean, for all I know, some mega popular show that I don't listen to comes out on Wednesday. You know, Office Ladies or one of the murder shows or something. So... That that was obviously silly. And also Tuesday is laundry night. And my dryer broke before the pandemic, so I uh, I go to the laundromat on Tuesday night. Um honestly appliances got real expensive during the during the lockdown and now it's just such a they're still kind of expensive, but it's such a pain. You know, I got dogs that are scared of everybody. It's a lot. It's easier to just go to the go to the laundromat and spend two dollars because uh, I'm cheap and have poor time management. But so by the time I realized, oh, that's not going to work, it was it was too late in the week, and I wanted everybody to miss me. So uh, back to Monday recording. It's going to keep changing. I'll be honest with you. Uh, this time I have, I have like closure on some things that were, uh, percolating last time I recorded. So I'll, I'll do that and then maybe talk about things I watched, which is really getting to be the premise here. But, uh, I did my stand up on Sunday night, which is a day ago as I record this. Uh, I kind of went into it with the intention that this was going to be my last, uh, my last stand-up. And, you know, maybe it will, maybe it won't be. I don't have this drive to do it. I've got other venues where I could come up with jokes and write or perform them or whatever. Uh, and it's a younger man's game, quite frankly. Uh, also a younger woman's game, if we're being honest. Uh, so it's, you know, I just wanted to have one down where it was where I went into it knowing it was probably the last one rather than going, oh yeah, that the time I did it in early 2020, <laughs> that was the last time, I guess. But it went, it went pretty well. Like the audience seemed to like did so, I did sort of a, a new version of something I did on the on this very podcast. Uh, and I think it went pretty well. Like, people seem to enjoy it. It's always hard to tell because nobody wants to speak to you afterwards. Uh, I don't know if that's specific to me uh, and my generally off-putting nature or if that's uh, universal. Uh, but... It felt good. It was the one time I didn't really like panic and get a sick stomach before beforehand because the pressure's off now. 
It's not like if I have a good set, I'm going to become a professional comedian, you know? Uh, I will say the guy who, who, the, the MC, the guy I've known forever, uh, and he really likes Batman too, so we always talk about Batman. Uh, he did compare me to a Sasquatch when he introduced me, which is true. I, I don't know, true. I mean, who's seen a Sasquatch? It was it was funny, but also hurtful. And I guess what I'm saying is now I... Look, I didn't think I had that much in common with Will Smith, but it turns out... Um, anyway, so that was... Uh, he was... Somebody recorded it. Uh, when I get a link, I might share it with people. Uh, I'll decide how that's disseminated. I might not. I'll have to see how... How... Uh, yeah, you know what? I don't care. If I like you, I'll I'll let you watch it. I mean, you don't have to watch it. Uh, certainly, I'm not going to make anybody do that. Come on. Uh, also, I believe last time I recorded, I just had my first doctor's appointment for what I at the time believed to be a hernia. I'm phrasing it that way now to make it more dramatic. Uh, I was supposed to go the very next week. But I had to I had to reschedule my appointments because uh, of COVID exposure. Uh, somebody in the inner circle got it. And I spent several hours with them at their house. But I tested negative and she's fine now too. So everything's cool. Um, tested negative several times. I was sure this was going to be the one that got me. So I had the had the appointments last week then, and uh, first I had the ultrasound, which everybody but me knows is now a common thing for like basically replaced X-rays as I understand it. But I never go to the doctor, and I don't really watch medical shows, so I really only know it in the context of pregnancy and. It was kind of the thing. I, they, they put jelly on my tummy and pushed on it and scanned it. And they showed it to me like, like you would with a baby. And I'm like, oh, it's a boy. Uh, and then the next day I talked to the surgeon. And it is, in fact, a hernia. And the likely genesis of the hernia is maybe 2005. Uh I don't remember exactly when it was, but I tore a muscle in my st in my abdomen because I was sneezing too hard. Uh, I have very bad allergies. They've been better in recent years, but they were absolutely crippling in the early 2000s and specifically like two weeks of the year would absolutely destroy me. And I sneezed so hard I tore a muscle and that is probably what caused it and everything came through this rupture in my muscle. It's very gross. Uh, but uh, it's they're going to have to put in a mesh and everything. It's, it's gross and scary. But uh, uh, the surgeon explained that I can wait on it because I have been losing weight. And the more weight I lose, the easier my recovery is going to be, which makes sense. I mean, it's a thing in my in my stomach the less stuff is pressing down on it when I lay down that's probably going to be more comfortable 
So, and if I do it in the next six months, I don't have to go back for any appointments. I can just call and schedule. So I'm going to give it four or five months and see where I stand. Uh, or if I feel myself getting real sad and maybe just putting it all back on, I will do the surgery immediately before that happens because I'll be able to tell. So that's kind of the closure on, on, on my various cliffhangers. Uh, if you are not in, interested in that minutia, honestly, that's all I got. So chances are you're, you're not just listening to episode 59 and being like, oh, he's going to talk about stuff in his life. Uh, I think it's episode 59. Look. I've lost track. I'll have to label it correctly. Uh, as for other stuff, um, man, I was going to complain about Zack Snyder fans because I think they're the worst, but I don't. I'm not revved up just now. I had a long day and I'm tired. And I just I just saw some just rotten behavior this weekend. But what does it care? What do I care? You know, you're already being punished by having to watch his movies, you know? That's 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 what you deserve. Uh, I did, you know what? I have not seen many movies since uh, since COVID. I mean, obviously, I think that's true of most people. Uh, after I was vaccinated, I started going tentatively and but honestly, with the exception of of uh of, of Bob Odenkirk's Nobody and a Jason Statham movie, it was pretty much only like big movies, you know, stuff it's, that I was kind of excited to see on the on on the big screen or to see right away, you know, the Marvel stuff and F Nine, which I was very disappointing to me, or uh, uh, the James Bond, which was awesome. So I really haven't seen like a small movie, and even when it's it's been difficult here because the uh, obviously movie theaters are struggling. So uh, there's a little less experimentation in what they're in what they're devoting a screen to right now, which you know makes sense, and a lot of that stuff. Even if it comes to town, it's often already streaming by that point, or uh, you know, it doesn't feel like I. I need to feel compelled to get out of the house right now, uh, and to sit in a a room that may potentially have other people in it. But there was one is movie I was very excited about, uh, and there's been a lot of talk lately, so I'm way behind the curve. But it's called Everything. Everything, everywhere, all at once. And holy smokes, I have not, I have not loved an original movie like this for some time. It's awesome. It's great. I loved it. Uh, I really don't want to say what it's about because sort of the surprise of discovery is, uh, it's not even really a spoiler, but just when you figure out what the movie is doing which is fairly early on. It is so surprising that I don't wish to take that that uh that surprise away from you. Uh but it is it's it's really tremendous. I had so much fun watching it. It's so weird and beautiful and 
uh, 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 Michelle Yeoh is the star, and she's great. And as I understand it, I should have looked this up because I just heard people saying it. The the male lead was the guy who played Short Round in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And I don't know if that's true. And I'm under kind of a time limit tonight, so I'm not going to stop to Google. Uh, If anybody else wants to look it up, I'll report back later. Or I'll look it up in between episodes and report back either way. We're going to get to the bottom of this. But uh, a couple things that struck me is... uh, Without, again, without saying what it's about, it struck me as a movie that I think is going to be more readily accepted because we've all seen the Marvel stuff. It is not a superhero movie. I don't want to create that impression. But kind of what the plot is about, uh, Marvel has prepared you to understand the premise, which is a cool thing. And also... The uh, it's produced by the Russo brothers who directed uh, Endgame and Infinity War and two of the Captain America movies, and were also sort of instrumental in creating uh, Arrested Development community. So, you know, they're my guys. Uh, this it is it is very cool that they've used their 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 clout their their blank check as it were to get something like this. Uh, and I don't know the specifics, maybe they helped it get made, or they definitely, their names are helping it get into theaters. And that's very cool of them. Uh, They seem like good people. Uh, So that's amazing. If you get a chance to see it, check it out. It is great. It is unreservedly enthusiastically recommended by me. I started that sentence wrong, and I played it out. Uh, On the TV front, and... uh, I am going to have a special episode. Uh, we're going to bring, bring back uh, bring back Haley because she was also obsessed with this show, Severance on Apple Plus. That is the one, uh, the one that stars Adam Scott, and it's about the company where people essentially have their brains, uh, a section of their brain, uh, basically sectioned off. So when you're at work, you have no knowledge of the outside world you don't uh you don't really know anything about your life or anything outside of the building and then as soon as you leave work you revert back to being yourself with no memory of what you did that day in the office Uh, i'm explaining it very badly but it's a complicated premise and the season premiere came out last week or season premiere season finale and one thing that's notable and also sort of confusing to people who aren't me because i don't know if i can explain it right is i think i watched it wrong like the way i watched it i was not uh look looking at bigger questions or going well what does what does that mean or coming up with theories i'm not watching it like lost or yellow jackets or or, or Venture Brothers, you know, my big three uh, theory shows. And I was treating it more as sort of like an exploration of the premise. Like if something seemed weird or out of place, it wasn't my job to question it. They were just presenting this bizarre world. Uh, and then there's kind of a two or three epi- 
uh, two episodes from the end, there is a big surprise ending where all of a sudden I had to go, oh, this is this show's been laying tracks. There's a there's a story here that they are are uh, only that they are cluing us in on and. Uh, that got me, I, I was enjoying it before, but that got me really excited. Uh, the season finale was tremendous with an amazing cliffhanger. And it's, it's just so good. It's so original and weird. And the cast is just perfect. I mean, you know, Adam Scott's great. You got Patricia Arquette. You got Christopher Walken. Uh, John Turturro, who is one of those guys who, I feel like you'll go a while without seeing him, and then when you do, he's just like sets a new standard. Uh, he has. There's a whole thing in the in the season finale where the main cast is kind of split up, and you check in on them individually. And his is basically his his scenes are basically completely wordless, and he's gotta he's gotta carry so much weight. And holy smokes, that guy's a good actor. John Turturro, a good actor. I'm saying it right here. Way to go, Johnny Turtz. Uh, and Ben Stiller directed most of the series. Uh, I think six of the nine episodes. And, uh, like, I know he's directed movies before, but they're mostly not notable. Like, when I think of Ben Stiller as a director, I think, like, I think, like, competent. You know, he, he gets the job done. There's no real flair or style to it but he knows where to put the camera and he doesn't get in the way uh i all this sounds negative but it, i mean he's just sort of a you know workmanlike is what they call that and this is so stylish and makes so many big choices and i don't know i gotta reassess ben stiller i suppose it's great that's another good thing to watch uh, I don't want to get into too much new stuff because I've, I've got a lot of stuff I'm starting and I can report on that later, I suppose. Uh, there was something I saw that was bad that I can't remember. I'm obviously doing a very good job. Uh, I finally did. Oh, you know, I might as well. Uh, uh, Moon Knight, the new Marvel show is two episodes in. And uh, holy smokes, it's super fun. That is not a character I have a particular love for. And I think what they're doing is really good. <laughs> How's that for a review? Uh, and it's it's got uh, my friend Sam, who loves the Marvel stuff, but has read very few comics. And so he comes into almost all of these characters completely new, without any preconceptions. Uh, unless he knows that I hate them. So wait for that Gambit movie. Sam will go in pre-sour. Uh, and he's he's really enjoying it too. Like Moon Knight's really clicking with him, which is, is very fun. Uh, I kind of have this thought that once they do the... I mean, I know we, we've got Blade coming up and they'll have Fantastic Four and X-Men at some point, but... I don't think they're going to introduce new leads in the movies anymore. I think the movies will be sequels or team movies or pairings of established characters. 
Uh, I think where you're going to see the new characters introduced is the TV shows. And they're, they're, they're using that to, to the real advantage here in Moon Knight because two episodes in, it's, you get some Moon Knight action, but they take their time setting up uh, Oscar Isaac. And part of Moon Knight's deal is he seems to have multiple personalities. And that's a, it's a cool way to approach it, to really spend some time with uh, Oscar Isaac as Stephen Grant, as opposed to Mark Spector, who's the one who knows what he's doing and is good at being Moon Knight. Because otherwise, if you plow through that, you run into the problem you have with Hulk movies, which is that the main character's goal is to prevent the movie from happening. Bruce Banner doesn't want to be the Hulk. That's all you want as as the moviegoer is uh, is uh, plenty of Hulk action. And uh, Moon Knight takes its, takes its time setting it up and keeps it sort of mysterious, but uh, and even gets uh, uh, the less effective uh, persona time in a in the, in the business suit Moon Knight where he actually manages to punch an invisible dog real hard, which seems crazy. And also as a jackal, I don't want to think we make it sound like he's abusing dogs, just jackals. So, uh, you know, you, it's there's stakes now for the personality who, if this were, you know, if this were a movie, we wouldn't necessarily care about him and want to be rid of him. But now that he's sort of disappeared into the the background, we've spent almost two full episodes with him. And uh, now we kind of want Steven to be OK, even though theoretically he's trying to stop the superhero action from happening. It's it's pretty it's clever. Uh, I think it's real smart the way they're handling it. It's it's good. It looks very cool. Uh, I'm psyched. I hope it does well enough that he gets to join the Avengers or something. Um, and I guess that's a good a good segue because I, I talked about doing it. I started re-watching the Marvel movies, uh, like, in order. Because once I started talking about it, I started, I started thinking about all the ones I was kind of excited to see again. And I went and just watched some of those. I was like, no, no, I have to do this in order now. So I watched Iron Man for the first time in a while and here's the thing I'm going to say to you right now that's probably a controversial opinion Iron Man's real good uh, you can tell it's sort of a, a different thing than what the movies became but the, the blueprint is all there uh, you know it's got its fingerprints all over the movies that follow uh, There, there's a Every once in a while, you get a little bit of cheapness to it because it wasn't originally the biggest franchise in the world, and they put all their money in special effects, and then you're like, oh, Tony Stark's suit is really bad. <laughs> it looks like it looks off the rack as opposed to how they're always custom-tailored, which is not usually a thing I notice, but I was trying to uh, uh, really seize on I don't know. I was just kind of kind of checking out the production value just to see how in what directions we've gone. Uh, but it's amazing the way it sets up uh, so many characters who are going to stick around for a while. 
really, I just had a blast watching it. And one thing I noticed, a lot of the movie is him trying to build his armor and get good at using it. Like, there's a long break between action scenes, and it's just Tony building stuff. And that's, I mean, that's really common for superhero movies. Is the first movie always has a lot of origin and a lot of learning to use their powers or their gadgets or whatever. And Marvel didn't really do much of that after that. You know, Hulk starts post-origin. Captain America, I mean, it's, you know, you have the origin, but it's not like you have a lot of, uh, I have to learn how to be bigger and stronger. Uh, Thor's well-established. You don't really get a, uh, I have to learn how to use my powers movie until Ant-Man, like, seven years later. And then they hit it the next year with Doctor Strange, but then not really again until honestly the Moon Knight series it's not a well they go to and it used to be every superhero movie had to lead off with that and uh and that stuff's all well done uh but I'm also glad every single movie isn't doesn't have montages of trial and error so I'm psyched Iron Man was great I'm glad I watched it again I am less psyched about Incredible Hulk and Iron Man 2 those are the next two up and I remember not being wowed by either of those, but, well, you know, it's probably some fun to be had. I have also been rewatching the Mission Impossible movies because, like, Fallout is perfect and Rogue Nation and Ghost Protocol are almost as perfect. And I haven't watched the first two in forever. Uh, so I'm just going to plow through those uh watching the first one i remember when it came out the the thing everybody said was it was too confusing and it is the most straightforward movie it is we must have been dumb as hell in 1996 it's real easy to follow it's uh it is practically sedate compared to the the movies that follow uh there are some amazing sequences you remember the when he breaks into the computer room and the big train fight where they pull a helicopter into a tunnel behind the train uh, at the end. Those are great. Um, but a lot there is a lot of sitting around and talking that they... Uh, I, I think they the later ones, Fallout especially, are paced better. Like, they get the setup out of the way, and then they're like, okay, a cool thing is going to happen every 45 seconds. But uh, I was pleasantly surprised by how much I liked the first Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible 2, holy smokes, that one's rough going, guys. It is so year 2000 cool. Uh, you know, Tom Cruise has long hair. and They send him his... his uh, mission instructions recorded on a cool pair of sunglasses and honestly john woo's hollywood style has not aged well uh it's got its moments but uh, it's gonna be a while before i watch that one again uh kind of excited to see number three i've only seen that once and it was fairly recently but uh, uh i remember that being where they kind of figure out the formula and I like J.J. Abrams. So next week I have watched Incredible Hulk and Mission Impossible 3. Um, 
Hey, I guess that is... Oh, no, you know what? It, that's not it. Uh, this is weird. I have a, I have a Jumbotron, uh, which is surprising because I thought that was only on the Maximum Fun Network where they did that, but uh, I have a... I have a Jumbotron I'm supposed to read. Uh, I hope they pay me for it. Um, let's see. This is this is for summer, and it's from Ejfades. I I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce this dude's name. Uh, anyway, let me just see what it says. Uh, happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Uh, I couldn't figure out how to get you a shout-out on a real podcast, so I had to do it on this one. Okay, that's hurtful. Um, uh, uh, I'm so grateful that uh, you took the time to be kind to a weird internet man, and now you're one of my dearest friends. I hope you have a happy birthday, and uh, I love you, it says. Uh, man, uh, Here's the thing. Look, that's very sweet, but I never sound sincere. Like, I, I, uh, you know, I'm not a good, good vehicle for, for expressing this kind of thing because I always sound like I'm being sarcastic and insincere. It's just how I sound. And I'm uncomfortable with, with, uh, the expression of emotions a lot of times. So, um, honestly, I, I, I hope, uh, I hope, uh, the recipient, what was her name? Uh, Summer understands that, uh, uh, look, I hope, basically, I hope, uh, I hope this, this, uh, AJ, who knows how to pronounce that for Pete's sake. Uh, basically, I hope, I hope you know that, that, uh, I'm sure he did his best uh, in trying to get you this message through a, a flawed vessel like myself. I can only apologize, uh, but uh, happy birthday. Uh, speaking of, uh, uh, our friends at Tease by Summer, uh, it is, it is uh, uh, Summer of Tease by Summer. It is her birthday. Same, same week, same, wild. So anyway, this is a great time to get... Uh, an awesome t-shirt or mug uh sort of like a sort of like a birthday a birthday gift extra sales as a birthday gift you can put in the in the special notes to seller just put happy birthday uh that'd be very nice i'm sure she'd love to get a bunch of extra sales uh this week uh in honor of her birthday and you you were gonna buy something anyway right i mean you were probably just waiting for it to warm up uh, I will say yesterday when I performed, I wore my That's a Chunky shirt, and I looked very cool in it, and my friend Brad, uh, several friends came to see Brad and both of the Beckys, one of the Beckys' sister, uh, uh, Cindy, and, you know, these these people, uh, these people, uh, actual friends, and... Uh, but the point is, Brad was wearing his Apive t-shirt. We were out there representing. We were living the Tease by Summer life. And you should, too. Teasebysummer.com, the best. Uh, wish a very nice person a happy birthday. And get her some sweet, sweet sales. Come on, guys, you can do it. Uh, all right, that's it. I did my best. Um, you can, if you have any questions or 
you're angry at me. Uh, I'm on Twitter at EJ Fettis, Instagram at EJ underscore Fettis, uh, the APIVE at Yahoo, not the APIVE. Uh, well, yeah, the APIVE is my website, uh, but email address is, is fedtalks at yahoo.com. Uh, I guess that's all I got. Um, report back if you order a Tease by Summer shirt for, uh, for part of the birthday celebration. Uh, I'll do something special for you. I don't know what it'll be. I'll definitely mention you. Uh, oh, I also got a very nice gift from a, well, a real life friend, but also they count as a friend of the pod because they listen to this show. I'm going to talk about it next week because I don't want to cram it in on a, uh, when I'm almost out of time. So, uh, that's what we'll talk about next week. Uh, that's it. Bye. Fed Talks is a full boys production.